This is Mike Bartolomeo, pastor of Church for the Harvest in Alexandria, Minnesota. The Bible is the Word of God. Within its pages are revealed God's perfect will and plan for mankind, the answers to life's hardest questions, and instructions on how to live a victorious Christian life. I believe the following message can change your life if you will let it. Join us now as we share the Word of God today. So, uh, so we, this was our 15th trip to the nation of Sri Lanka. That uh, flag right up there with the, the line is the Sri Lankan flag. And, and how we got involved with um, uh, this country was a gentleman that was a businessman, Pastor Woody, who was working for a printing company while I was at Christ of the Nations, he was in Dallas, and the Lord told him to go to Bible school and, and, and to go into ministry and, and not in the business world. And so he made that decision, and I got connected with him in Bible school, and, and uh, the short of it was is that we became friends. It was mutual. We, we did outreach together. He was on one of my teams. And then after I graduated, I didn't hear much anything of him and kind of went on my life, and and, and he evidently went back to Sri Lanka and started a church in a children's orphanage. And so that was the connection. So the first slide, we can't get the whole, we can't get that to work. Okay, that's the whole team. Well, let's start with slide number two. Um, let's introduce the team up here. So we have Holly with, that went with us, Kathleen, who's been at least five or six times and my wife, same amount, Rhonda, uh, to there, uh, to the nation of Sri Lanka. Um, this first slide is a pastor that we support. Uh, you support him monthly. Uh, there's monthly support. Uh, every, everything that comes in, uh, tithes and offering, 10% goes to missions. So you need to know that. And we actually have it in an account. It's a missions account, and we disperse those funds. And we've been doing that for years, years. And so uh, this pastor, we began to support a few years ago, Pastor Tilak. I call him the Sri Lankan Benny Hinn. He does have a white suit. He loves crusades. And uh, he loves the echo reverb on the speaker when he talks. <laughs> and the guy prays three or four hours a day and just loves the Lord, very passionate man. And so uh, we went to his church, the whole team, the whole team on uh, uh, that Thursday night. And so I don't know if you want, that's Pastor Tilak kind of in the middle of the blue with his wife and his daughters uh, and, and with Pastor Steve and Trish uh, from the Destiny Church. They attend, they came along with us in wonderful couple. We've been, have done numerous trips with them to Sri Lanka. Uh, any of you want to speak about that night? Comment about she don't remember. We're a little fuzzy right now, but not, not that's later. That's later. Yeah. We went to Tilak's church. Next slide. And uh, we did some ministry, number of ministry, and a lot of laying on their hands. And as we said before, it's like if you, they all pray, uh, uh, they want you to pray for everyone. All right? So... And then when they all have Holly lay hands, they come over to Kathleen. Then when Kathleen's done, they come to Rana. And so you're, you're pretty tired, but, but everyone wants a blessing from you. And it's amazing how hungry they are for the Lord. 
And so then there was a time of fellowship. They're always very giving and kind, very kind people to Sri Lankans. And uh, it's become one of the number one hotspots before the bombing for a lot of tourists because of the way the people are and how welcoming they are, especially the Europeans. Okay, our next slide. Uh, HLI Bible School. So this was, I think, my sixth graduation with the Bible school there. And so every two to three years, they do a Bible school graduation. I think they've graduated, I think he said 200 students over the last 20 years. Now, this is tremendous because uh, we, as a church, are connected with Minnesota Graduate School of Theology, which is in, in Minneapolis. Uh, they have, have, have placed accreditation on their Bible school there, and so that has been a huge shot in the arm for them to be able to receive a, a, a certificate, a actual degree of theology there in Sri Lanka from America. And so there's, uh, there's, you see some of the students there, but then happen to get a picture of all the student body. There's about 30 of them, between 30 or 40 of them in gowns, first, second, and third year graduation. It's a big thing for them, it's really big. And so we had an opportunity to, to minister. So this was the retreat at that time, and we just uh, had a time where we ministered to the student body before. Maybe we can bring up the next slide. Uh, maybe ladies want to explain what happened here with the kids, because there's an orphanage there that Pastor Woody has and, and built a, a large facility uh, for a number of the, for the orphans. We decided that um, we needed to spend some quality time with the girls from uh, the children's home. And so one afternoon when they got home from school, we decided to have ice cream. So Holly and uh, somebody else, they went out and bought four different flavors of ice cream and all kinds of toppings. And, and we sat around the table here and we visited for a while. And then um, they had a little talk with these girls about being able to say no uh, if someone approaches them in a wrong way. And uh, they were, these kids are so protected in their, in their community and they just really need to hear some words of how to protect themselves. And so that was, that was a very rewarding day. And not only that, it was a lot of fun for them. And then the mamas, I don't think that they're in any of those pictures, but there's two mamas that are there. Uh, one is Mama A, and she's there all the time. And then Mama J comes in, and she's there every morning, but she goes home. And so it was fun for them to be able to do this. And what was really fun for this is they have lunch when they come home from school. So they had their dessert before they had their lunch. Amen. All right, next slide. Okay, just a little bit of food. The food is different. Very different. Everything has curry in it. Everything. Uh, you can go back to that slide. Thank you. And that picture of Holly is when she just exited a tri-shaw. So do you want to explain that moment, Holly? Uh, the driving in the tri-shaw. It's a little three-wheel carts. They're all over the country. All over the country. I had heard about driving in Sri Lanka, and I really couldn't believe how really horrendously scary it is <laughs> until you experience it. The trishaws are little motorized vehicles that, do you have, a, do we, well, maybe there'll be a picture later, but they're crazy little things. They look like the little Fred Flintstone 
cars, you know? Um, and then like three people can sit in the back and the driver's up front. But these things just maneuver in between buses and motorcycles and vehicles and there are no lanes on the road. So they're just in and out and we took one over one night to go somewhere and get a coffee. And um, it was kind of scary. I was more afraid of the driver. I said, I'm riding with him. <laughs> so I rode with Mike, we had two of them. And um, anyway, it was a fun experience. Scary. So, uh, yes, a lot of those trishaw, it's the livelihood of, of hundreds of thousands of people there. That they can just make a few rupees per day. And so, uh, and then, you know, you tip them. And so uh, a, a great uh, experience. Uh, next slide. Okay, so this is Sam. Now, Sam is, uh, we stayed at the uh, Cinnamon Grand Hotel in Colombo. And Sam is the foyer manager, and he is the guy who actually met the bomber when he came in. Uh, where we stayed was one of the three hotels that were bombed, and the Cinema Grand was one of them. And I got to know Sam, and I remember him from before. And we talked, and he just whispered to me, he said, yeah, the guy, they came in, these terrorists, two to three months before case in the area. They would sit the most high times, they would sit down, they would order coffee, and they would just come, and they have video cameras of all this. And he said that the Easter Sunday, they found out that that was the highest. Uh, it's going to be participants for people, mostly Christians, coming and eating at the, the, the restaurant that was downstairs. And he, he said that the guy came in, and he, he approached him, and he had a backpack on. This is all in video surveillance. And he just said, hey, can I help you with your backpack? And he says, no, we already checked it in with the connoisseur. And... I'm good to go. Went down to the uh, restaurant, was fidgety, and uh, the moment a waitress came up to him, he's, he, he clacked off that vest and, and killed 16 people in that restaurant. Six of them were employees, two of them were Muslims, the rest were Christians. And so uh, heightened security there. Uh, there was a metal detector, and we had to get in, uh, talk with some of the soldiers, and um, they're, they're on alert, they're on alert. They're, and they, this uh, attack has uh, devastated the country, literally devastated. A, a lot of the people that we prayed for in the churches said, please pray for my business because uh, it's dropped down to zero. I've had no income since Easter. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, I was in the tourist industry or I was in transporting you know, Europeans for this and it dried up and the hotel just emptied out. And so we, we continue to pray for that nation and then God would turn that around. Amen? And so, um, so that was an interesting thing that took place that we had opportunity to, to meet with Sam. Uh, next slide. Men's conference. We, we had a men's conference. Uh, we had about 40, 50 guys packed into a room. And uh, Pastor Steve and I shared with the men a time of impartation and a time of uh, ministry uh, to the men. I know at that time the ladies were doing something. Can't remember what you all were doing. High tea. Well, there's a there's a slide on that, so they'll comment on that. And uh, but the man was just very hungry, very hungry. We spoke on messages of what it means to be a man, and and uh, uh, it was a, a tremendous time with the men, always uh, uh, there, and they draw on you, and and the many come from their either Buddhist or Hindu background, some Muslim. And so we had an opportunity to, to give impartation in the men's conference. Okay, thank you. The next slide. 
So we went to Pastor Tilak's church on Sunday where Pastor Steve and Trish ministered at Overcomers Church with Pastor Woody's two services, and we had a service, but the church is about an hour and a half away from Colombo, which really, I think it's only about 10 miles. <laughs> so that gives you a thing of the traffic. And you, you see where it's at, and you sometimes are driving this way, this way, going back down. I'm like, who designed the roads in this country? So it's an experience in itself. But we made it back to Pastor Tilak's church. And so, uh, let's see, my, this, the left up here, there's a picture of this family. It's a little bit hard to see, but just a, they, were, they were small in stature, but a beautiful family that came forward for salvation. All of them accepted the Lord in the service. And, and we just prayed over them and, and just ministered love to them and uh, blessed them. And he was also praying for his business. And, and so we just spoke life. Now, I'm going to let Holly talk about this situation. Because this was one of those, you, you got to be kidding moments. And, and, and we were just stymied by God's miraculous power. So as Mike said, we were at the Sunday service. And after the service, it, it's so incredible to me, the people, they just come up for prayer. Everybody. In fact, they were moving the chairs up. There were guys moving chairs out so everybody could be in line. And the whole church was like filled up. In, they, were, they were in lines. And I had a lot of kids coming for some reason. I had a lot of, there were a lot of little boys in this church. And this, this little guy, I can't, Michelle, I think is his name. He came up and he wanted prayer for his vision. And he said he wears glasses and he wanted to be able to see without his glasses. So, I mean, I just prayed over him, over his eyes. I just said, no more glasses in the name of Jesus. And I didn't feel anything special. Uh, about 10 minutes later, his mom came running in, and she's, she's screaming, testimony, 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 running through the people. And she brought him up, and she said when he walked outside, he could see. So he, he was nearsighted. He, was, he could yeah. see far away. And then when he walked outside, bam. He could see. He could see. So he came back in, and he gave me a hug. And I, I was just like, wow. I said, and he was, you know, thank you, thank you. I said, no, I said, it's not me. I said, it is Jesus. Just remember, it's Jesus. So then someone is calling me over, and Holly is a wreck. She's crying. <laughs> and the kid is pointing, and he's going, I can see. I can see. And he's kind of clinging to yeah. you. I'm thinking, what just happened? Were you totally blind or what? And I just stood there in amazement. And, and Holly said, I didn't feel anything special. I just prayed no. as I would on a Sunday yeah. morning here at Harvest. Yeah. And he's healed. Yeah. You need to know. See, we don't, you don't know the grace and gifts that are in you unless you step out in faith. So you want prayer for eyesight? That's the lady, <laughs> don't you? Amen. But, but God just moves through the whole team in many different things. Kathy, I don't know if you want to share. That's a tremendous testimony. We should give praise to God for that. That's a miracle. It's a miracle. And just like you said, everybody comes up for prayer. But one of the things that people came up to prayer for me a lot about, and it makes me sad, is they said, please pray for my son's education. And they start with these kids when they're in their first year of school, praying for them. Because when they get to be um, like in junior high, they start taking tests. And what was the number of, it's less than 10% of kids can get into college. 
And if they don't get into college, if their grades aren't up there, that's all there is. They, there is no college for them to go to unless they leave the country and, and go somewhere else. And this is such an important thing because of the poverty in this country. And so, I mean, that leaves these people just being tri-shot, you know, they're just dri driving around in these tri-shots and they're, there's nothing for them to do really. I mean, there's no way for them to rise themselves up out of poverty. And that just broke my heart to think of these kids that can miss it by one point mm. and they don't get a second chance. So when you think about Sri Lanka, pray for these kids and for their education and even for their education system to change. Rhonda? Okay. I know we'll pull you on something here. Okay, maybe bring up the next slide. Um, so prophetic prayer and ministry time. Rhonda, you ministered to, to this gal, and uh, that was the daughter. A lot of laying on her hands and praying and giving words. They really just pull on that. I don't know if you want to maybe comment on that. I don't, yeah, I don't remember her specifics. We did pray for a lot of people. Yeah. But I will say, it's really fun when you go, I think, any culture in the world, when you land yourself in a church service and you have worship, even if it's in another language, how at home you can feel. And I think that's, I think it's always sweet. I mean, we've watched so many of these kids grow up and now are getting married and having kids of their own. So I mean, I think that's the beauty of our church being invested in one location for so many years. Um, we really have seen, and I'm sure Mike will share some of the really crazy stories um, that we were, this, this trip especially, I think we heard more mm -hmm. testimonies of so, seeds that were sown, you know, 19 years ago. Amen. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. Uh, what did I throw in? Food. That was a good day of food. <laughs> Having a good meal is just a good thing. <laughs> Uh, so they, like, that's the coconuts there. I can't see the gals. They all got this, uh, the coconuts. They, there's king coconut. See, there's regular coconut, then there's king coconut. King coconut is the really sweet coconut. And everything's real popular now in the U.S. They're saying, I'm like, yes, everyone's drinking a coconut. But they pop a straw in that, and then, and I say, how do you know each one is clean? You know what I mean? Is that, and they go, oh, it is. It's all, you know, nothing's getting inside there. And they're right, you know? So they said they can tell by the look of it. And, so that's a big thing. They grow huge uh, coconut farms and a lot of vegetables. Rice is the main staple there and, 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 and curry. A lot of spices and, and chicken. So uh, anyhow, now that I got you all hungry, we're going to be ending the service in a few moments. But okay, you can bring up the next slide. So this was actually the Bible school graduation service. And, and like I said, they really, uh, Pastor Woody, and he brings in some other uh, professors and teachers uh, it's, it's really become a pronounced, uh, very honorable uh, uh, student body. And we give a charge, we give a, a Pastor Steve, we, we share, and then we hand each of the certificates to each of them. They get a photo with us, and it's a really big thing. It's a lot of honor. And many of them want to take a time to have pictures with us and the team, and then they post stuff. And, and so I noticed some postings on, on some of the stuff of, I've gave words to some of them, and uh, one couple we'll bring up here in a moment, uh, they talked about how 18 years ago I had a word for them, and I don't remember this stuff and how it impacted their life. So 
this trip of all trips was really an encouragement to, to, to Rhonda and I. It really was. Uh, you see in fruit, you invest in a nation. And so, so that was the uh, graduation, first, second, and third year graduates at uh, Harvest Leadership Institute, the Bible school. Okay, next slide. Uh, this was at Pastor Zilok's church with another testimony. So they had testimony time, and they pray for their nation. They pray for Israel. They pray for their president. Actually, uh, there's a presidential election coming up in November. I believe it's the 19th. Big election. And how the direction of the country is going to go is be determined by this next president. Uh, the previous president, is uh, the, the one that's incumbent now, is... Is, is, is really soft and drawn towards China. China, let me just say this, is desire is to take over that country. Hands down. They have invested billions, billions of dollars in there with infrastructure. And so, you know, you look around and you think, okay, this is great, there's new roads. Well, I think I shared this last time. They, they emptied their prisons in China, 40,000 prisoners, you know, murderers, rapists, and they came and said, you go into Sri Lanka for five years, you help build the roads, after that you're free. Think of that being, you know, <laughs> in your city. And so you have a lot of them there that are, you know, starting families, and you don't know who they are, and nothing against the Chinese people, but, you know, uh, I think criminals should stay in jail, amen? <clears throat> but they build the roads, and, and China's goal is to, to world domination. You need to know that. And they are doing that in that country. They are, they, are, they are wanting that island. And then they're putting in uh, billions of dollars. It's a brand new mall. I, it had to be hundreds of millions of dollars that walk in and four levels. I mean, it's beautiful. So they need the infrastructure and they need the change. And it, it was at one time, not too long ago, a third world country, but now it's a developing nation. And then it's moving its status up. Uh, kind of a medium to, 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 to low income nation. And so as they gain that, uh, you know, that's uh, more investors in the world want to invest in the country. So it's changing. So, so testimonies of God's power. I think the guy to the left, which you really can't see, testified of a house. I remember that, that was haunted. Yes. So he went in and did he buy the house or did he rent the house? He rented the house because the owner put it up and said, that, you know, house is haunted. Nobody wanted to rent it. He goes, I'll rent it. And he's a spirit-filled believer. Prayed over the house, you know, cast the devil out. And he said, no problems in that house for two years or whatever. And then they wanted to raise the rent. And he left. So he left. And the next couple that comes in it were horrified. <laughs> what did he say was happening? Yeah. Crazy stuff like beds lifting up and throw, I mean, demonic stuff, stuff you see in the movies. This guy's testifying this publicly in the church. And he said that that couple left in three days. Three days they left the house. So the owner said, I'll give you back your rate that you had. Will you please come back? He said, sure. Took authority over it. No problems in the house. Amen. Amen. That's the God we serve. Amen. And then this guy talked about, uh, they was a bus driver. Something, they had a whole group of people on a bus, and he said, it was just amazing. He said that, that the bus, they were ready to drive over the railroad tracks, a lot of railroad tracks there. Is this correct? And then there was something about as they pushed the bus forward, it stalled, and then it, it got pushed back. He couldn't put it in forward. It only would go in reverse. So he kept doing that. It was stuck on the tracks, and it went just past the railroad tracks. The train came. And it would have killed them all. And he said that he believes that God diverted that uh, for them. And he was a man in the church, a bus driver. 
that God rescued and saved their life. Amen. Okay, well, we have a picture of Mayer when she won Miss World. Yeah. Holly's got a story. Yeah. All right. Someone do something back there. All right. While Thank we're you. waiting for the picture, this was one of my highlights, actually. <laughs> so we were so excited to meet the mayor. I mean, really, how many people get to meet a mayor of a large city like Colombo? Now, we, find, we got the opportunity. And so when we drove up, this place doesn't look like Alex City Hall. This is like the capital in St. Paul. I mean, it's pillars, and it's stately, and there's guards. And so we are in a van, and we pull up to the guard station. And Mitch, who some of you have met, um, who was here this year, opened the, the door and said, we have the US delegation. So they let us right in. So we drive around to the front of the building. And I want to just preface this by saying we were a little more dressed up that day. We were pretty casual most of the time. But this particular day, Mike came down in a suit and tie. Steve had on a suit coat. And we were a little more dressed up. And so Mike's looking like a president. Okay. So the door opens to the van. Mike steps out, and the two guards that are standing here stand up. Or they were sitting. They stood up. So we walk up these stately stairs, and people are standing up as we go up to the top of the stairs. It was just golden. And then, so we just walk in like we're a US delegation from the government. It was so awesome. It was like doors are just opening. As we go, we're walking down halls, and a door opens. And I have to say prophetically, you know, Mike's been preaching on the doors. I just felt like, you know what? The doors are opening for us. Mm -hmm. The doors are opening. I mean, it was just such a, a neat picture of prophetically what I think God's doing here at the church. Mm -hmm. So, Amen. Do you want to say anything on that? <clears throat> I didn't notice it, but they said it. <laughs> but I stepped out like, you know what? Where, where do we need to go? We have an appointment with the mayor. <laughs> But I think it was precious because we had an opportunity to meet with her. She's a very stately lady. Uh, she did some beauty competitions. And she, here's the thing. She's a spirit-filled believer. Six and a half million people. You know, 650,000 just in the district of the, of the city of Colombo. And she is the mayor there. And she was duly elected and a, 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 a very accomplished woman. And when we made it inside, she kind of emptied out the chambers. Everyone left. Her photographer came in, took pictures, verify that. And we just spent an hour with her, just talking and, and hearing her heart for, for the nation. And we felt honored. We felt very honored and privileged to be a part of that. And at the end, we just asked, he said, uh, Mayor Rosie, how can we as our churches pray for you? How can we, uh, you know, stand with you? And she basically just talked about the corruption. She said, the biggest problem we have in Sri Lanka is corrupt political leaders. And they, 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 China's invested billions and, and money disappears. Billions of dollars disappear and, and, and they just steal from the people. And she said, she said I'm feeling the, the tug of my heart to, to move into the next level from mayor as president. To, to, to run for the, the country in, in a few years. She said, but I've promised the people, there's so many homeless and poor people, I said, I promised them that I would help them in my term. And I just thought that was just very honorable. She cared about the homeless. And, 
And uh, she just talked about normal infrastructure things with the city, and it was just, it was, it was nice to be a part of that. And then we just prayed for her at the end. We just prophetically declared God's word and favor, continue, protection over her life. She is constantly harassed in the news. When she came in the office there above the door, there's a little platform. She talked about there was a golden Buddha. <laughs> and someone said, you know what, Mayor Rossi's not going to want that as a Christian in there. So they removed it. Well, it hit the front page of the paper. Mayor Rosie's against Buddhism, you know, and she said, I never said anything about it, per se. She said, but I am a believer. And so, anyhow, she's constantly getting harassed through all of that. And uh, she said, i just given up trying to fight them. I'm just going to do what I need to do. So she asked for prayer. So I just thought that was wonderful. You know, I, I got the statistics. More, more than 60% of the country's population, they're not interested in politics. They just want to survive. And the per capita or per income there is, is less than 10000 a year, more realistically around 3500 and for most, less than that. There's a number of districts they live off $1.90 a day. What does a coffee cost here? <laughs> About two bucks. That's what they live off of for a day for family. So uh, extreme poverty, extreme poverty. All right, maybe go to the next slide. Yay. Ladies tea. Go ahead. That would be what you ladies did. No, that was that was the last night. This was the last night and every year that I've gone except for the first I take time with all the leaders wives. Um, so we just had a fun time sitting and talking candidly about, with them about ministry life and ups and downs and we just shared about leading through pain and you know they all are our sisters and deal with all the same things with you know kids and finances that we do. Um, so it's always a sweet time with them. Anything else you ladies want to say with that? Or? We're almost finished here. Well, I think too with these meetings that they feel um, safe around us and they feel that they can maybe share more than they can with other people and um, in the positions that they're in, sometimes that's hard to do. So, like Rhonda said, it's such a sweet time, and they they are comfortable, and and um, and we had good treats. Amen. Okay. Next slide. <clears throat> so this is the addition that you helped build. Uh, their Bible school edition, and they, they don't go out, they go up, because there's really not much room in the city, but they're in a very uh, a nice part of the city, according to them. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's an area where valuation is high when you invest in infrastructure and buildings, and so Pastor Woody, they just uh, finished the, uh, the rough construction, and they have that first level done for the Bible school students. Second level, I think, is going to be where they're going to enter and walk onto the second level floor where they'll expand and expand the sanctuary so they can seat 500. Uh, the third level is going to be actually dorms. Some of these students come five, six hours. They drive or get on trains to get to a weekend, a Saturday and Sunday of Bible school training, and then they go back. They have no place to stay, and so that's going to help house them. So your giving has helped in part with that to help build that structure. We've given tens of thousands of dollars 
uh, to Sri Lanka over the years, expended to missions, and literally, Julie can verify this, but tell them the truth. And so your money goes there, it helps them, it's, it, 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 it's a blessing. It's a beautiful building, beautiful building. Any guys want to comment on that? Okay, next slide. Jito uh, D and Rainey, and I'm not going to even pronounce their last name, but they were a couple there that came up to me, uh, Rhonda and I, and they started a church seven years ago, the Ark Church in Sri Lanka, and uh, he just, God was just dealing with them, a lot of issues in his heart and some of the messages that were spoken, and, but he said 17 years ago, he was just, uh, I think, engaged or dating his wife, and I had a word for him, and I said, I don't remember, and he just talked about how the Lord said he's going to do something with his faith and that God's going to use him in ministry and, and, and here he is today. And so just really felt a, a draw to them as a couple. And, and so we're investing in them as a church and we pray for them and minister to them and invested in them financially. And just a couple that loves the Lord and, and doing life in that area and presenting the gospel. So that's a, another family uh, uh, that, uh, that uh, we'll be supporting. Yeah. Stay with me if you would, please. <clears throat> so we want to thank you. We want to thank you for your giving. We want to thank you for your faithfulness. We want to thank you for just in, in, investing. And, and here's what I, I, I have something stirring in my heart in the weeks to come here about the Great Commission. And, and uh, you say, well, Pastor, um, I can't go overseas. I got little kids and I got a job and you know, I can't, I can't, I can't do those things. I can't leave. I mean, I don't, I don't have that, that, that vacation time or you know, all this. And, and you know what? I think God gets that. He gets that. But I have some things to speak to that that I believe God wants to challenge us all that, that there are certain things we can do even though we may, may not go in this season. Amen? And so I just want to encourage you in that. But the Great Commission is still the Great Commission. It's not the Great Recommendation. It's not the Great Option. It's not the Great Maybe Desire. It's a great commission. A commission is a command. Here's the thing. Every single one of us can do something to further God's kingdom. Amen? There's a sphere of influence that you have. There's people that you bump up against through day in and day out. People at work that I'll never, I'll never see them. I'll never meet them. But you are the Jesus to them in your workplace. So I want to encourage you. The great commission. As you come back, we give reports. Someday maybe you'll go. But you can do certain things. You can pray. You can give. You can serve. You can love. You can, you can still do things here that help further God's kingdom. Amen? Amen. Well, with every head bowed, I just want to not end the service without providing an opportunity. Perhaps maybe someone's here and you say, you know what, Pastor? I, I don't know the Lord. I don't have that assurance of salvation. The Bible says now is the time. Today is the day. I want to encourage you, if you've not surrendered your life to Christ, you're feeling this tug in your heart that, you know what, there's something more that, that you have in life to do, and, and you just really haven't, haven't scratched the surface of that, and you're frustrated, and, 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 and the answer is not you getting a great idea, or starting a new business, or something wonderful. The answer is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Out of that, out of that, is the beauty of your purpose. God will show you that. If you take first that step of faith, the Bible says all have sinned. We have all fallen short of God's, God's presence. That's why Jesus Christ came 2,000 years ago to die on the cross. Why? For you and I. And he doesn't just leave it there. 
There's something we need to do. We need to, we need to act on what he did 2,000 years ago. So how do I do that? You accept, you receive, you believe. You say, you know what? I acknowledge that Jesus came. God in the flesh came to this earth and that he is God Almighty. And I receive him in my life. And I believe that he died for me. And I, and I make him Lord of my life. See, that's what it means to become a Christian. Not just head knowledge. Not just like, yeah, well, the big man, he's up there and I'm down here. No, it's called conversion. We need to be converted. That's why the Bible says you must be born again. Here's the thing. No decision is a decision. Passivity, ignorance of it. You know, I don't understand everything. No decision is a decision. And so I want to encourage you. If you don't know the Lord, I want to encourage you to take that step of faith today to receive Christ in your life. You say, Pastor, I want to do that. Let's take a moment and pray. You're not joining this church, but you are joining the family of God. Let's pray corporately. If you desire to receive Christ, Let's say this together. Say, Jesus, I believe you died on that cross for me. Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me. Come into my life. Save me. Fill me with your spirit. Jesus, I give you my life. Now take it. Jesus, show me your purpose. In Jesus' name. I'll live for you. Amen. If you meant that prayer, God meant it. And his spirit was just deposited in your spirit. And the Bible says you're born again. Amen. Thank you for joining us today in the ministry of God's word. My prayer today is that you will experience a new revelation of who Christ is in you. Feel free to make as many copies of this message as you like. For more information about Church for the Harvest scheduled ministry times and meeting place, please visit us at churchfortheharvest.com or contact the church office at 320-759-1400. At Church for the Harvest, you belong.